0: Good morning. It's Monday, August 7th, 2023. I'm Herb Morgan, Senior Managing Director, Chief Investment Officer here at Cantor Managed ETF Portfolios. This is my weekly market and economic commentary. As a reminder, you can find me intraweek on Twitter or LinkedIn if there is additional commentary. The presentation you are seeing and/or hearing in the case of an audio podcast has been prepared by Cantor Fitzgerald Investment Advisors for use with investors and financial advisors who are each expected to make their own investment decisions. Nothing contained in this presentation should be treated as investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any securities. The information contained herein is for informational purposes only. Well, we finally had a down week in equity prices. We saw interest rates kind of on the rise. We had a 10-year bond north of Four percent, and the question is: Really, is this some sort of a turnaround in sentiment and enthusiasm? Is the recession really coming, or is it just a reality check that we've come up an awful lot very quickly, and the markets needed to pause, breathe, pull back just a little bit? But it was red across the board. You can see the S&P 500 down over two percent. International markets participated. Small and mid cap stocks performed better much better than the broad market. So it was a change in leadership. And even this morning, the markets are open. Now I'm looking at my screen, NASDAQ's basically flat, which has been the leader all year up 40% or so. Uh, And the industrials are up 350 points, the Dow Jones industrial average, which includes some big tech names, of course, as well. But just seeing maybe a little shift in the leadership in the rally, doesn't look like anything is sort of rolling over or turning around to me. Uh, We got well into earnings season last week. We're getting through most of it. It's better than expected, of course. And the data, for the most part, is pretty good. Start with the Chicago PMI. That's a regional manufacturing gauge. Anything here um, above 50 is expansion. I'm going to take my little red dot go across there. We've been in contraction in manufacturing in the Chicago region now for about a year. Uh, and that's not enough to pull us into a recession because the service sector of the economy is so, so strong. That came in at 42.8, that's below 50, and it was below the estimate of 43.5. Then we got global manufacturing readings from both ISM and S&P. Here is S&P, came in at 49, close to getting back to uh, expansion but not there. That's still contraction, right in line with expectations, 49.0. And the ISM, Institute for Supply Management reading, still low, although above the prior month reading, came in at 46.4. That's below expectations of 46.9. New orders, still contracted, but better than expected reading. Employment fell. So the manufacturing sector just is in recession. If you remember when I made my recession call incorrectly, back in March, I felt that, you know, given what was happening in manufacturing, given what was happening with the banking system, which suddenly that problem seems to have fixed itself and gone away, that there would be enough contraction in lending that it was going to spread into the much larger services sector. It has not done that yet doesn't mean it can't, but it just isn't. So I was wrong. We were not in recession in March. July services, about 85% of the economy by S&P, fell to 52.3, but that is still expansion right in line with the expectation or a tad below 52.4. ISM services for July fell to 52.7 below expectations, but above 50 yet again. New orders above 50, business activity above 50, and employment barely above 50. So the services sector compensating for the slowdown in the manufacturing sector. And we're seeing things like the Atlanta Fed's GDP now number all on the rise for the last couple of weeks, and markets continuing to look past Fed rate hikes and feeling pretty good. That being said, the futures market for Fed head rate hikes still says. Uh, They're going to be cutting rates later in 2024, maybe this time next year, maybe spring of next year. Uh, And so we'll see if that happens. Job openings continue to come down from a a peak a couple of years ago of over 12 million, 12 million open jobs. Uh, That's down to 9.58 or 9.6 million. Uh, But that compares still to 5.8 or 6 million total unemployed workers. That's U3, U6. That's people collecting unemployment insurance and people not collecting unemployment insurance. It's a statistical survey. They identify as looking for work to the surveyors who call, uh, and they are. There are only 5.8 million by this statistical estimate compared to job openings of 9.6. So that is a sign of a pretty robust labor market. Which is a sign of a strong consumer. Which is a sign of a strong services sector of the economy, uh, and suggests perhaps no imminent recession. Auto sales continue their their kind of tepid rebound, still below that sort of seventeen million. I call it almost call it an equilibrium rate, but getting better, getting higher. Fifteen point seven. Let's call it. Uh, 15.74, up a little bit from the June run rate of 15.68. Auto sales doing fine. We also got the big, uh, all the employment reports last week. And of course, the weekly claims for unemployment, weekly initial jobless claims came in at 227,000. That's a very low number. That's a sign of a very strong labor market. Continuing claims at 1.7, also a very low number. You notice that's 1.7 that are on the continuing claims, versus 5.8 million that are sort of identified as unemployed, uh, to the people who call and conduct the survey on behalf of the Department of Labor's Bureau of Labor Statistics. The two big jobs reports, one from ADP, automatic data processing, they probably process your paycheck. Many of you listening, they say based on their statistical methodology that the U S economy added 324,000 jobs, uh, last month, that's uh, well above the estimate of 190. And the July number they said is 455. That service sector growing like crazy about 300,000 of those went into that services sector. Now there's another report that's the Department of Labor Bureau of Labor Statistics non-farm payrolls report. That report says we did not add quite as many, but we still added almost 200,000 jobs, 187,000 jobs. Uh, and the unemployment rate is down to 3.5%. This is the reason I kept saying, hey, we're in recession, but it's going to be very shallow. It was so shallow, it didn't even happen. Uh, So we're thankful for that. That's very good news indeed. Out of those labor reports, you get costs on uh, productivity uh, and unit labor costs. Productivity is the blue line. So we've seen productivity go higher that's because the wage growth rates are moderating unit labor costs coming down. That's good. That's a disinflationary influence on the economy. One of our biggest worries all for the last 12 months or so has been about inflation. I've showed you the break evens uh, many weeks in a row where I talk about those. Uh, they're coming down. Expectations for inflation are coming down. And so uh, we're moving into almost a Goldilocks type scenario. If you if manufacturing can bottom and come back and the services sector could stay above 50 and we have three and a half percent unemployment and the fed now has ammunition because they couldn't cut rates below zero before, but now that we're at five and a half percent, plenty of room to cut rates if needed, right? And if they can continue to roll down that balance sheet, economy is in a pretty good situation. The one thing that's probably the, the remaining scary risk, and I've been saying this for years, and one of the rating agencies said it last week, is that the fiscal policy of the United States government, the Treasury, the Congress, has been um, you know, somewhat irresponsible. Uh, some would say necessary because of COVID and wars and different things, but the amount of debt that's accumulating and the amount of the annual deficits is large but contained in that debt ceiling agreement was a freeze, uh, was a smaller rise in annual discretionary spending for two years. Factory orders uh, for the month of June up 2.3%, right in line with expectations. That's pretty solid. Earnings season, well through it here. 420 names have reported, 331 have beat. 65 have disappointed. Average earnings surprise is about 7% look at the big winner consumer discretionary when well, you're not in a recession if consumer discretionary is beating by an average of 25 percent uh other solid gainers here utilities 9.8 uh, materials 9 you know um, and what's what's led the rally was tech that's only surprised by six and communications which is really tech uh, <clears throat> rose by eight was, they're great don't get me wrong but we're seeing this broaden out here uh, and that's a positive side. It's one of the reasons the markets continue to do so well. This week, uh, plenty of data, not as much, and some more earnings, right? We've got consumer credit, small business optimism, trade deficit, wholesale inventories, regular claims, CPI and PPI on Thursday and Friday are big ones. Um, you know, we're seeing all the inflation data get better, but there's always that, that that oil that's hanging out there. If something happens with OPEC or oil, that can throw us off course, uh, and that would throw the markets off course uh, as well as too. Don't forget, this is available weekly, subscription, email, comes to you. You get the graphs and charts or via podcast. Tell your smart device to simply play Herb Morgan's podcast or Slaying Bulls and Bears. We're trying to make the complex and complicated, simple, and sensible for you. Thanks for tuning in. I will see you again in one week.